Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Tuesday night. It is Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live on Tuesday night, Titans, with my co-host, the man who smiles and smirks every time he thinks of the demise of AEW, Mr. Andrew Baydow. What's going on, man? Yeah, that's that's what I'm here for. I just, you know, I want AEW to fail so bad. I know, man. We all We all, we all want it to die. Unbelievable, isn't it? It's I mean, crazy. the narrative that people spin is just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy, man. Why, I want healthy you're a, competition. You're a, you're, you're a liar, bro. You're a liar. I know. I know. I know. That's all I am. Liar, a thief. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a lot to get into, as you guys probably saw on, on X, if you were on social media earlier. There is a lot to talk about. We are going to get into the CM Punk situation with Seth Rollins. I thought it was tremendous. Wrestling fans on social media made it out to be AEW versus WWE again. I don't really understand why. I mean, if you follow me, you'd also know that CM Punk is going to be working the garden day after Christmas. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's a non-televised match. So as long as he doesn't match back, as long as he does, well, he's going to have to get some of that ring rust uh, wiped away before he enters the Royal Rumble. And if it's me, like I put the tweet out, man, I 100%. 100% televise that show on Peacock. I don't know why they don't do that. For those it shows anyway, the holiday shows, it, co- it costs a lot to do that? It costs a lot to run television from New York. Yes, it does. Well, I, I know. Madison Square Garden especially. I, I mean, one time a year. I mean, they're making more money hand over fist. They could spare it for one day. I don't know. Don't tell them that. Anyway, we're going to get into that. Um, we got news on Seth Rollins, free agency. It was reported by Fightful yesterday. We'll get into that. Charlotte is injured. She may be missing WrestleMania. We got uh, a whole bunch of news. We're going to get into it, including the rumor that Dave Meltzer all of a sudden put out today in regards to Warner Brothers and WWE talks back on after the initial reports. Yeah, and that's crazy, man. It's like, like, I I wonder what show in the wrestling community, man, talked about this a couple weeks ago and cited... That CM Punk is a possible reason for that, man. I, I mean, th- I think they're, they're two guys. They're really good at what they do, I think. I, don't, I forgot their names. One's bald. Really and one's nice. an asshole, I think, right? <laughs> it's crazy. You know what's funny, though? I, a lot of these people on social media, you know, X, Facebook, whatever, well-known personalities. And no, I'm not talking about Sean Ross Sapp, so we can just stop that narrative right now. Sean's a friend. Uh, I will say this. They don't have the balls to put their name to something. They don't have the balls or the ovaries to attach their name to something. And if they're wrong, so be it. I do. I do have the balls. Don't have ovaries that I know of. Um, But I have the balls to attach my name to something. And if something doesn't come to fruition, then, you know, it's on me. But I do my due diligence and I do my homework and everything else. And sometimes it, it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'm 
I find out bad information or whatever the case may be, but at least I have the balls to put my name to something. Man, you know, you know what it really brings me back to? Raj Geary, man. Raj is great. Uh, he, mm. he, he was fucking so adamant. Mercedes, she's gone. She left WWE. People were fucking shitting on him for weeks. And what happened? He was right. I, yeah. I, I love that. I even told him, bro, that, that took some fucking balls, man, because you put your name behind a rumor like that with someone like that. You are wrong. You're finished. You're finished. To a certain extent, yeah. I mean, you are finished. But, I mean, at least, Ra you know, Raj got information, put the pieces to the puzzle, got a couple verified maybe sources, and was just like, I'm going to run with it. And you want to know what? He wouldn't have been finished. He might have he lost, you know, some followers and whatnot. But in the grand scheme of things, at least if you have your ball, your, your, you want to attach your balls to something, or like I said, your ovaries to something, good for you. At least you could stand by. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. I was told up and down Otani was going to the Blue Jays, right? I'm not in the uh, – uh, breaking baseball news. He didn't. He went to the uh, Dodgers. Okay. Did, that's it. Drew's finished. <laughs> like, no, nah, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, I wasn't the beat reporter reporting that done deal. He's flying to Toronto. I just said, wow, it's crazy. Otani went to the Blue Jays because that's what I was, you know, under, I was told. Didn't happen. That beat writer took a lot of shit for it. Why? He got fed bad information. It happens. Yeah, it happened. That, that's uh, that's a whole nother can of worms. That's a disgusting deal. I'm sorry. It's gonna ruin it baseball. Is. It's gonna ruin baseball. The deferred payments is why, yo. Uh, that's crazy. I, I don't know what they uh, got going on there, but uh, I'll let uh, the people that are in that field deal with that. Uh, I don't really care. I, I got a great team myself, and if the Dodgers don't win the World Series next year, I mean, uh, they're uh, you know bad luck on them. So whatever. Uh, Drew, we're going to get into this shit. Follow us on social media at JD from NY206, at Andrew Baydala on X. Make sure you guys go follow us there. Uh, leave a thumbs up. Greatly appreciate it. Helps out the show and the channel and the podcast in the algorithm. So go do that. Get the super chats in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. We'll answer whatever questions you guys may have for us at the end of the show. And please hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. The channel is uh, less than 200 subscribers away from 150 1,000 subscribers. Uh, what do you want to talk about, man? Let's uh, let's start it off. You know the deal. What does everybody want to talk about? <laughs> I want to talk about CM Punk and Cody Rhodes being the first two announced participants in the 2024 Royal Rumble. Nobody had this on their bingo card three years ago. Yeah. Nobody had this on their bingo card a year ago. Yeah. For me to sit here and JD to sit here and say that the only two announced male superstars for the 30-man over-the-top battle royal, the Royal Rumble, is going to be CM Punk and Cody Rhodes is absolutely mind-boggling, but that's where we're headed. CM Punk officially declared for the Rumble last night in a vicious back-and-forth promo with Seth Rollins. Very reminiscent, yes, of the Hangman Page promo, but Seth Rollins is on another level, number one, and I think that was done on purpose, number two, but Let's stay on track here. Punk in the Rumble. What are your thoughts? Punk is going to win the Royal Rumble. Those are my thoughts. That's my early prediction. The only thing that I'm worried about with him and Cody being in the same Royal Rumble. Two things, actually. Number one, we all know that Punk and his direction going into WrestleMania is Seth Rollins. Absolutely. Night one main event. It's already got all the interest in the world. It may actually supersede Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, in my honest opinion. Um, as far as story goes now with punk in the rumble and Cody in the rumble, 
I don't want to see Cody win a second Royal Rumble. I would rather him win the Elimination Chamber, but he is a Raw superstar, Drew, and if he is going to be in the Elimination Chamber, and that is going to be a SmackDown invite-only Elimination Chamber because Punk, a Raw superstar, wins the Royal Rumble, how exactly do we get him there, number one? And if Cody doesn't win the Royal Rumble, who eliminates him from the Royal Rumble? It's got to be somebody that is... Basically on the up and it can't be Cody. It can't be Cody being eliminated by Punk. It can't, it can't be the last two there because I don't want, I don't even want to venture down that road where you got two mega over baby faces and something drastically and terribly goes wrong and the crowd just boos one of them and you don't want that. Um, I'm thinking Drew McIntyre maybe eliminates Cody from the Royal Rumble, create some sympathy, get him in the chamber somehow. Don't know exactly how we do that yet, but uh, I love the fact that both of these men have announced their. Uh, entry into the Royal Rumble because, I mean, they both have absolutely amazing stories to tell, and that's the way it should have been. Punk should have announced that he was in the Royal Rumble two, three weeks ago. Let me ask you this. Let me present you this storyline. CM Punk doesn't win the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes doesn't win the Royal Rumble. Let's just say Gunther wins the Royal Rumble, right? Like I've predicted, you've kind of said you're on board with that too. And I does no problem with that at all. Okay, so let's just present this for a quick second. What WWE did last night, in my opinion, which a lot of people aren't talking about, number one is it will help drive ticket sales, okay? Because the although the Royal Rumble is very well sold, a lot of the um, stuff that they're probably going to late release or stuff when they open up will move, and it's not 100% sold out. So CM Punk announcing himself for the Royal Rumble, we all knew he'd be at the show, is going to help drive ticket sales. It also helps get linear eyeballs on that PLE, on Peacock, because now it's must-see. It always is, but now it's even more must-see because it seems as if the first time CM Punk's televised match will be at the Rumble, which protects him a ton. So although I predicted it would be Punk and Seth at the Rumble, they are more than likely not headed that direction. But I will say I don't believe that CM Punk is winning the Royal Rumble, and I say this because I think last night was a hedge. And I say that a hedge is a term that a lot of betters use, um, but a hedge is basically they're playing both sides, uh, so you basically can't lose. And what they're doing, in my opinion, what WWE is doing, is if Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is the hot rumor, we talked about that weeks ago too, for all you jabronis on social media who are now just talking about it, with the exception of the one journalist that I I find very, very credible and a very good human, Um. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin and CM Punk is still on the table for WrestleMania, and they are waiting for Steve's answer. I mean, you had the debate. It went viral. I said, are you on drugs because you after this match needed to happen? Blah, 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 blah. But what this does now is when Steve gives his answer to WWE, which I believe needs to be done before the Royal Rumble, if not middle of January, if not January 1st, what this does now is if Steve's not on board for WrestleMania and to have a match, or whatever they're going to call it, with CM Punk, then they could go the Punk-Seth Rollins route. Because realistically, Punk and Rollins, that match, although everybody would love to see it at WrestleMania, they could do it at Backlash in France. They could do it at Money in the Bank, or shit, they could even do it at SummerSlam. And you want to talk about a massive draw for WWE trying to sell out another stadium for SummerSlam? Punk and Rollins and Roman and Cody in a rematch with Cody as the world uh, universal heavyweight champion, Woo. it'll sell. Well, you're really going in a completely different direction from uh, what I had originally put out there on social media. I mean, that, that's that's the way that you would book over the next, I would say, nine months. 
I think if you can get Steve on board, Stone well, that's Cold the Steve big Austin. thing. Stone Cold, we don't we, we don't really know. I mean, I'm but not I'm not really booking fantasy wise with Stone Cold involved because he's not really he, we haven't heard well, from. What, him. Uh, but what I'm saying is, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and fantasy book. I just booked a little bit with the intention or the confirmation that Steve is going Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be at WrestleMania 40. And like I said, I think what WWE did last night was a solid hedge. They don't have an answer from Steve just yet. He's going to take his time, maybe see how things develop, get in the ring, whatever he's got, got to do. And if he says, hey, no, then, okay, let's do uh, Seth Rollins and CM Punk at WrestleMania. Let's do it. If if not, then you know what? If, if, if Steve's on board, then we could save Seth and we could save CM Punk for another PLE. And if Punk does not win the Rumble, then I think you almost can guarantee that Punk's having a high-profile match against either Steve or somebody else at WrestleMania 40. This was a hedge last night, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, if um, if Punk doesn't win the Royal Rumble and we don't hear from Steve Austin or any news or rumors about Stone Cold Steve Austin being involved at WrestleMania, I think, I think everybody and the fans are going to be under the assumption that Punk and Steve Austin are probably destined to main event night one of WrestleMania. I don't really mind if Gunther wins the Royal Rumble because he, he is long overdue to be a world champion and be at the top of that card. Gunther and Rollins for the world championship. Punk versus Austin. Uh, dream match. Cody versus Roman. Gunther wins the world championship. Don't know what they do with the IC title. I've given my my opinion on that. Keep it on him. Keep uh, it that's on what him. I have said. It. Have him main event the show with the title. Have him drop it on Monday night. Have a tournament for it. Do whatever you got to do with it. Have Gable win it. I won't even beat Gunther, to be honest with you. I'd keep him undefeated. Nobody's beating Gunther. Yeah, so, and you know what? That You could absolutely do that. That makes the Intercontinental Championship yeah. so much more valuable to, to the next person who, who, who wins it. Uh, and I agree. If you're going to go that route, then you take Gunther into WrestleMania as your Intercontinental Champion. Winner take all. Seth versus Gunther. Yeah. Uh, the first time that's happened since WrestleMania six, the yep. Intercontinental and the world title. I do that as well. But listen, if we don't get Stephen Punk at WrestleMania, which a lot of people are saying they don't want, fine, whatever. You're going to get Punk and Rollins. You're probably going to get Gunther and Lesnar or Gunther yeah. and Rollins. Yeah. And you're going to get Cody and Roman. I mean, and you're going to get Jimmy and Jay. You can't go. There's no direction here that is a wrong direction. No, They're both great directions. No. Uh, if no. Gunther does, I know Gunther, I think Gunther said that he does not want to vacate the championship. He would rather. He would rather pass the torch there. Uh, but, I mean, it's not really Gunther up to him. Gunther doesn't run creative. I know. I, I was going to say, it's not really up to him. It's up to Triple H. Gunther remains undefeated, wins the World Championship at WrestleMania. They have a title tournament for the IC title. Uh, and like you said, you gave your opinion on what you would do maybe going into Backlash in France and then into SummerSlam. My SummerSlam main events right now, I'm thinking Summer of Punk. I'm thinking Punk Roman with the rumors. You You do that. And then you do Cody versus Randy Orton with Randy Orton turning heel and going after Cody Rhodes and telling that story there. And that would be the first yeah. real test for Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam. I think that is a one-two combination, unbelievable double main I, event for SummerSlam. I don't mind the Punk and Roman um, thought. Here's the problem, though, right? That is a loaded SmackDown show then. I mean, that brand alone would have Punk, Cody, Roman, and Randy. It just can't happen. Yeah. It, it, it can't happen. It, listen, and you here's the other thing with CM Punk. Everyone's like, oh, you don't want to pull this card and pull that card too quickly. And why do they need to rush into a Steve Austin program? And it's like, what are you guys on? Rush into a program with Steve Austin? You you, you run. 
to a program with Steve Austin if he can get Steve on board. And the same thing goes with these other matches. I don't hate Punk and Roman that match that idea. But sometimes you don't want to tug on Superman's cape. And I'm not quite sure that you go into SummerSlam with Punk taking on Roman because Punk's going to take an L. And that's the thing. How many L's you want to give this guy? Don't get me wrong. You know, him losing the Rumble and then him probably losing at WrestleMania. Fine. That's okay. Those are two losses that you can get away with. Him losing to Steve being CM Punk. No one's going to bat an eye. Him losing the Rumble because of a screw or something like that. No one's going to bat an eye. But you start having this man take L, 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 and people are going to be like, I'm glad you brought this guy in. So you, like, you, you, you don't think, yeah, I know that, that's going to be the next discussion there. You don't think that there's a chance that Punk beats Rollins if we get that match at WrestleMania for the world title? I mean, there's always a chance. There's a chance I get hit by a bus tomorrow. What I, but I, what I'm saying is I don't know if that's, if, if Seth needs time off, sure. If Seth, you know, Seth wants to do the, the business with Punk, sure. I mean, it's not going to be Seth's call either way, but I think they're going to cater to the guy with the World Heavyweight Championship right now who has been the flag bearer of WWE for a very long time. Every, Punk, le- I mean, that promo last night had a lot of realism in it, and everyone dogged on Punk for his corporate promo the first time he was back, yourself included. And rightfully, rightfully so. And fine, it wasn't the, the, the you know, renegade Punk you all wanted, but realistically, they're not telling that story, guys. They're not. And what they're doing, they are not catering to you. That's why they're not AEW. No offense. They don't listen to the the, the small circle of people on social media who bitch and whine about everything that goes on in professional wrestling. Wait a They're minute. They're not catering to you. What, what, do you. what do you mean by renegade punk? You you wanted him to burn the fucking uh, walls of the company down like uh, Scorched Earth? It seemed like everybody did. seemed like I everybody mean, did. I, I, never, I, I personally never asked for that. I just wanted him to fucking show up and say, okay, guys, I'm back after 10 years. I'm entering the Royal Rumble. We knew what his story was when he left. We knew what his eventual story would be coming back. Win the Royal Rumble, main event WrestleMania, you didn't do that the last time, and now you're back to do that. So, I mean, but those... they ten- told you that this past week. I, so, basically... I, I know. It should have been... I think everybody's point is it should have been from the word go while you're back. Like, I love you. I missed you. This... Fuck... Save that shit for fucking some podcast. You, you don't do that in front of a live audience after 10 years. Well, tell me why you're... To- tell me why you're uh, back. He did it the next Friday on SmackDown. It was fucking tremendous. He, he gave you a glimpse into who he's going to be feuding with. He named everybody on the roster that potentially he's feuding mm-hmm. with. And then he showed up on Monday, and the, 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 the thing that I saw people complaining about is, oh, he didn't get much of a, of a rebuttal. But in his promo, he said, this is the last time I'm going to allow you to disrespect me, so watch out. So Punk was very, very coy. He was very reserved. Next time Rollins wants to push his buttons, then you're going to get CM Punk that we all expected to get. And, and the thing with that is... You don't think he's ready to fucking just unarm on CM Punk? He's got a whole fucking list of things already brewing in his head that he's going to tell CM Punk, and and that's what we're going to be looking for. And they already did that. I mean, Seth Rollins, you know, pulled back the curtain a little bit. I mean, that was, that was you know, that was, uh, uh, you know, everything you would want, right? This is your last straw. All this other stuff, which a lot of people won't talk about. Drew McIntyre also very convenient that Drew slipped in some lines about Punk while he's walking out to take on Jey Uso. I mean, we don't know where they're headed, and everybody bitches about it. Ah, you don't give us long-term booking. You don't do this. You don't do that. And they're doing it. The moment CM Punk signed with WWE at 
the Allstate Arena in Chicago, all eyes were on Monday Night Raw. And the moment there was him sitting in the middle of the ring. He could have crossed his fucking legs in that ring and said nothing. And you people would have went nuts. But instead, they gave you a corporate hokey-dokey promo. I get it. And you guys lost your mind because you just don't have patience. And I understand we're in a, 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 an instantaneous gratification society. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. But you saw last night where they're headed eventually. And it was like Batman and Joker, punk, dressed in black, Rollins, purple suit. And basically what they were, I mean, it was the most real thing you could get without, without them physically beating the shit out of each other. And it worked. And now everyone's hunky-dory. Give some things some time. Don't get me wrong. WWE has burned us in the past. I understand. But this isn't WWE from two, three years ago. Things have changed. Relax. Yeah. They don't, um, they don't book for you. They don't book for me. They book how they need to book for weekly episodic television. All right. That, 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 all right. With that said, that they, they always don't do what needs to be done. That's the problem, you know, and, and, I, and I'm sticking, I'm sticking my, uh, my flag into the ground on what I said in that opening promo after 10 years on raw. I mean, I'm going to feel that way no matter what. And you're obviously Drew's entitled to his opinion. I think it should have been a little bit more. Friday's promo should have been that Monday's promo. But regardless, we are where we are right now, and this is exactly where we need to be. Uh, on Monday with Rollins and Punk, Drew, what was your biggest takeaway from the back and forth between Rollins and Punk? He did announce he was in the Royal Rumble. But in my honest opinion, the biggest takeaway is, and I know a lot of people referenced Adam Page, and what he said was very similar to what Rollins said. But the thing with... These two promos are, both of them in their context made sense. A lot of people did not like CM Punk coming into AEW. One went off script. One, one I mean, Adam Payne, I don't know if it was really approved of when he went out there to say what he said about uh, workers' rights and all this other shit, which legitimately angered CM Punk because he didn't really see it coming. It worked in context. Rollins and what he said works for his story. And whatever they did over there, whether it was planned or not, worked for Adam Page and CM Punk. But the difference here is with Rollins, man, he shed that, you know, flamboyance and that cringy attitude that he has with the character he plays, the outfits and the glasses and the sing-alongs. We didn't see none of that, man. We saw fucking from the heart, shooting from the hip, Seth Rollins. He didn't even he didn't even really acknowledge the singing sing-alongs last night. He almost came off for the first time, in my honest opinion, like a like a real fucking world champion. Like I don't want to mention I mentioned Final Boss on my on my Raw review last night. He's not really Roman Final Boss esque, but he stood his ground. He presented himself as the man of that locker room, and I'm not gonna let you fucking come in here and do this shit all over again, man. I was so happy with the Rollins that we got last night. If they stick this Rollins throughout this entire build, man, we're we're in for something special because. That was a different Rollins than we got in, I would say, the last two years. And this is the Rollins that I want to see. Now, the only thing is, when he, when he gets angry, he's the, the, the Rollins that we want to see. I want to see more of this Rollins that we got last night. Yeah, I think everybody does. I think Seth, 
you know, this type of set is what everybody wants. And it's like I said, it's good versus evil. You know, every, you know, a lot of people view CM Punk now as almost like an outsider who came back and all this other stuff. And, and, and Seth has always been there. Seth has been there since, since he's come to the main roster and sat there and won championships and all this other stuff. And for people to think that Seth Rollins is going somewhere else when his contract is up, that's a, a bigger far cry than MJF leaving AEW. Okay. N neither of them are happening. Seth Rollins ain't going anywhere and neither is MJF. Okay. What I will say is that this is the best version of Seth Rollins we've seen because there's realism in it. Yeah. I don't think Seth and CM Punk necessarily like each other. They're probably not, you know, sharing a dinner with each other anytime soon, but I don't think they hate each other. Uh, I think both men are in different points of their lives, you know, to not pull back the curtain. I think, you know, Seth and, and CM Punk are happy to work with each other when the time comes. But I do think that's that Seth means a lot of the things that he said. And it's true. CM Punk, Phil Brooks went out and blasted WWE because he was mad. He was scorned. Um, he felt like the one thing that he ever wanted to do in professional wrestling was stripped away from him. And he just fell out of wrestling. Uh, love with wrestling and AEW brought him back. The difference between Hangman Page's promo and Seth Rollins's Hangman Page's promo was absolute and utter bullshit because CM Punk was brought in to literally help that company, save that company, yeah, take that company to the next level after they were essentially losing Cody Rhodes. Okay, now I know Punk debuted before Cody left, but what I'm saying is, is CM Punk was kind of going to be that that button that they pushed to get them to the next level. So Hangman Page's promo about, I'm going to save this place from you is fell on deaf ears in a lot of ways, because realistically, I know him and his buddies started that company, but when Seth Rollins says it about WWE, there's a lot yeah. of truth and there's a lot of venom behind that. Absolutely. Uh, Adam Page and his friends, uh, they, they knew exactly why Punk was there and they didn't want that to happen because it wasn't them. They wanted to be the guys to take AEW to the next level. And Tony Khan spent God knows how much to bring CM Punk out of retirement. He was the man. He was going to drive the revenue. He was going to get the TV deals. He was going to sell the pay-per-views and the merchandise. They didn't like that. There was a sheer oh. sense of jealousy, professional jealousy there with CM Punk. And my next point is, which was a great transition with what you talked about. I mentioned this on my Raw review last night as well. Give me, give me one second here. I yeah. do want to say this. I don't know if it's been talked about, and JD made a really good point. I will tell you that when CM Punk got brought into AEW, and I was told this personally, that the Bucks and I don't know if it, no, it was Hangman Page. I don't think Cody really gave a shit. I think Cody and Tony Khan were kind well, of Cody, Cody's out. too professional to give a shit. He's going to do whatever I, needs to be done for the best of the company. But as close as Khan and Punk got to each other, it bothered the elite. Yes. Very much so because they were looked at as, hey, hey, hey. Like, I, I'm glad you got this guy. We worked hard to get him too, but like, hey, what about us? But Punk had say over some of his stuff. Punk was booking stuff, and the elite did not like it. That's Punk. where all of this garbage started. Punk was an EVP. Before, Punk was an EVP. Right, because your boys, all you AEW fans, and I'm one of them, but I'm not. I don't have the blind loyalty to any company. Yeah, there's WWE stuff behind me. I grew up as a kid watching it. I worked at WrestleMania. I worked at WrestleMania. I worked at WrestleMania. I worked the past 15 WrestleManias in a row. WWE has afforded me a very nice lifestyle. I don't work for them directly, but I have worked with them on their big shows, WrestleMania, in terms of ticketing. So the next jabroni in the chat that goes, see, he works for WWE. He has no, I don't. I work for myself, okay? But what I will say here is that your boys, the elite, 
for all you AEW stands, didn't want to do business with a huge draw. And now look what's happened. Instead of putting your pride aside and done business. You think Triple H and, and CM Punk, Phil Brooks are hanging out, having Pepsis after the show? No, they're not. But Triple H knows what's good for business. Your boys over there in AEW should have done the same goddamn thing. Go ahead. Absolutely. Um, it, it The promo last night really really separated how amateur AEW is and how professional WWE is, how professional Rollins is. And my question to you, Drew, was, I I know this was a huge takeaway for myself watching Monday Night Raw. Rollins said he hates CM Punk. He said, plain and simple, I'm just going to throw it out there. I I hate you. Now, we don't really know if he hates Phil. We we don't really know if that is like deep-rooted hatred. But I'm sure at one point it was. I'm sure they don't like each other. Like you said, they're not sharing fucking beers in the back or Pepsis or dinner, or they're not fucking hanging out with each other's families. But the thing is, Rollins put himself in a situation where he single-handedly showed the elite, Tony Khan, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, all those guys, that this is how you do it. They left a lot of shit on the table because they didn't want to swallow their fucking pride. They wanted to be jealous pricks. And they wanted to be unprofessional and make it all about themselves instead of making it about AEW. And now they let the biggest draw that they ever will see go. CM Punk is bigger now than he was 10 years ago. And he's bigger now in WWE than he was in AEW. They let that match go. And you talked about that match a lot. The the six-man tag with FTR, CM Punk, the Elite. Millions they could have made off this shit. Pay-per-views out the ass. And they did not want to do it now. They could have retired. I, mean, I know they could have retired that the the pay-per-view residual check that they would have gotten um would have been absolutely astronomical because I know people who weren't even wrestling fans who were like, hey, will you let me know if if punk and FTR, well, they called them um the revival? Yeah. Because they're you know, they haven't watched wrestling. If Punk and the Revival take on the Bucks and Omega, will you let me know? Because like I've seen all the drama, the backstage stuff. I mean, it was everywhere. Let me know. I want to. I want to see that pay per view. Think about that. They could have retired. They could have done a six month program, even a year. But they left all that money on the table. Why? Because some guy from Chicago rubbed you the wrong way. Look how happy. Here's the biggest. You want to look at somebody and know if they're happy. Look at their eyes. Yeah. The eyes never lie, man. CM Punk is at NXT tonight in Orlando. He is helping younger talent and they listen to him the people in aew from what i heard talent aew did some of them wanted nothing to do with him and it rubbed him the wrong way it is absolutely and you know i love aew and drew loves aew we've said this time and time again that we are in huge support of what tony khan does but look at that roster compared to what happened in Three fucking weeks here. It, it gave me chills when Drew was talking about the, the the fucking money that could have been made, the television that could have been created, the story that could have been brought from that fucking presser to TV, the promos that could have been cut, the ratings that they would have drew with this on television. It, it, it's, it's amazing how Rollins just single-handedly last night made himself seem above everything that happened over the last two years by being what they should have been, and that is professional. I don't like this guy, but I'm working with him. I don't like this guy, but I'm going to defend my title against him. We're going to put on a great match. I don't like him, but I'm going to fucking share my spotlight in the main event of WrestleMania with this guy who fucking blasted this company for 10 years and basically took food off my table, making fun and shitting on the place that I fucking call home. It's it's unbelievable to me. And now you just mentioned, Drew, that he's in NXT and Cora Jade and all these other talents 
are are looking at CM Punk, asking for advice, looking at him as an influence. He's taking pictures with them that, down there. I think uh, backup hangman uh, Ebu from Wrestling Period said that uh, in a report on Twitter, and he's got some decent sources. He said that CM Punk at one point after his retirement would love to be involved with the NXT brand, and he was backstage the last two nights because he wants to see how things are run back there and see how the show is produced and how things work back there. I he mean, wants I, to I, work. I, I don't yeah. understand that. I, I don't understand this. How, how do you not want to listen to him when he's over there, but he's a completely changed fucking human being in three weeks? Well, again, you want to see if somebody's happy, look in their eyes. His, his eyes have not lied once when you look at them. You know, I saw him come out at All In, he being CM Punk, and I was like, I looked at my buddy. I looked at Blake. Blake, if you're watching, what's up, man? Um, I looked at him. I said, what the hell's up with Punk? He does not look happy. He doesn't look like he wants to be there. And when you look at Punk now, he looks joyful. He looks enthused. And realistically, Ibu does have some good information. I didn't know that was out there. But yeah, yeah, CM, today, Punk, yeah. CM Punk talked about with management if he could work hand-in-hand with Shawn Michaels if Shawn wants to help whenever Shawn wants to like slow down. Or even now, he would love to help mold the young superstars and even write, produce, and stuff for NXT. CM Punk doesn't have kids. He has a dog named Larry, which he loves, and his beautiful wife named April, which he, he loves as well. But his his mistress is going to be professional wrestling every single day of the week. And if he could be involved, he will be. And WWE seems to want him involved. And that is going to make for a better CM Punk and a better Phil Brooks. If CM Punk is attached to NXT, I'm going back to reviewing and watching NXT because... Uh, and I know Drew and I talked about this. It's no secret. I think a lot of people feel the same way in the community. Collision has not been the same since that man left. I don't give a shit what anybody says. When he was there for the first two months, that show was the best wrestling show on television. And if you don't agree with that, go back and watch. The energy was different. It was focused. There was a separate roster, which I do think that is probably beneficial to AEW. Things were more concise, organized. He put on his brand of fucking television. It almost became an inner competition between punk collision the elite and dynamite which i love that i just love that little you know uh competition aspect to it and, and i thought it brought out uh, a better collision but i mean if that's the case aew man whatever uh is going on here it's wwe's gain and aew's loss and aew man I, I don't blame people for shitting on aew for this it's it's really an embarrassment after what we saw last night with rollins it really is an embarrassment and it opened up a whole brand new discussion on just what happened with uh, Punk and AEW and how things could have been so different and now look at what they could have had, what they missed out on. It's right in their face. I'm thankful. Uh, you know, I'll say this right now. Tony, if you're watching, I am so thankful that you got Phil Brooks, CM Punk, back into a professional wrestling ring and had him fall back in love with professional wrestling. And maybe he fell back out of love. But I'm thankful because CM Punk is a draw. I don't care what you knuckleheads say. On social media, go look at the merch sales, go look at the impressions, go look at the views, go look at the pay-per-view buys, the ticket sales. CM Punk is a draw. And I, for one, am thankful that All Elite Wrestling and Tony Khan got Phil Brooks, CM Punk back into professional wrestling because what I care about is quality entertainment on my television. And CM Punk delivers that for me. That's all I care about. I don't care if he's in an, a WWE ring or an AEW ring. But man, all I care about is that some of these guys and girls are still in a professional. Adam Copeland, Christian Cage, they're no longer wanted or needed in WWE. 
They went to AEW. And I'm happy. I'm happy because it's entertaining. What the what do you guys care where they go? It's, this isn't professional sports, guys. They're not raising a trophy at the end of the year for God, the team who won the had the most ratings. Just be happy you're being entertained. Yeah. I know we uh we talked about Seth Rollins being a free agent just a little bit here briefly. Uh there was a story yesterday from Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful Select. Seth Rollins' contract is set, is set to expire in June of 2024. His name could be added to the list of free agents in 2024, along with Drew McIntyre, Becky Lynch, who's up around the same time as Seth Rollins, QT Marshall, Dustin Rhodes, Deanna Perrazzo, I believe the Street Profits, Sheamus is a free agent as well. And Fightful's reporting that Rollins in June of 2024 will be a free agent. And as of a couple weeks ago, there have not been any discussions of a contract extension. There's plenty of time to get that done. You want to know why that is? Why is that? Because that household, Becky and Seth, are going to look to take WWE to the bank. Yeah. I won't be surprised if they use AEW for leverage. (laughs) Water is wet. You don't think they're going to listen? You'd be a moron not to listen. I've only been, you know, I'm not not a professional athlete or anything else like that, but in my realm of things, I became a free agent one time. I wouldn't call that a free agent, but I was, um, we mutually agreed to part ways. And I had three offers within 48 hours. And if you don't think that I use some of those offers for leverage, you're crazy. Hey, I have this company offering me this. Can you match that? Yeah, Yeah, I can. All right, cool. Let's, Let's talk then. And if a company says no, then I'm like, all right, well, you want to know what? I got to really look at that package and if the less money is worth it. And that's what, I mean, WWE knows that Seth and Becky don't want to go anywhere. They want to stay together. But I, if Tony Khan's like, Seth, we're going to give you $10.5 million a year, which would be astronomical. I'm just throwing that out there. And WWE's like, the most we can give you is four. I think Seth might go to AEW, but I don't yeah. think that's ever going to happen, guys. I really don't. No, I don't think. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere either. But as you can imagine, uh, Rollins is the world champion. He's a big priority for WWE. He's a Triple H guy. He's well-respected, loved within the company. And obviously, there will be an offer made by WWE. With WWE sources telling Sean Ross Sapp, uh, that he'd be made into a priority. When asking a WWE official, Sapp said we were told we would not dispute that information as it pertains to his contract being up next year and that Rollins would be made a priority. Feifel did reach out to Rollins. They have not heard back, obviously, uh, as things stand, but Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch and, and their WWE deals are up in June. Now, I said this yesterday, Drew, and... You know, I know a lot of people tend to think that he's not going anywhere, but let's think if he does want to test the waters. You know, looking at Rollins and WWE, you know, there are other things that are going to come into play and be a factor. His wife is there. He doesn't want to separate the family. He wants to travel with his wife. That's probably going to be at the top of his list about why he's not going to go anywhere. Money. I'm just saying, I I don't think Seth even hits free agency. I think he quietly resides. No, no, me neither. I mean, money money is important, but I don't think money is going to be everything to Rollins. He 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 truly loves WWE. He wants to make WWE better, and Rollins is the type of guy that's going to carve out a legacy, and that is going to be more important than any amount of money he's going to make. He wants to have an absolutely unbelievable career, and that is going to be at the forefront for him. His career, his legacy, and what he leaves behind along with his family. Yeah, remember, his wife's going to get paid too, guys. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like the double banger. Yeah. So Seth can take maybe a little less and Becky can make a little more or vice versa because they both get to be with each other and they both get to travel the road, which is probably Becky's last contract. 
Yeah. Because she's going to choose to be her last contract. Not because she doesn't have it or she's not a draw. It's just because she probably wants to maybe be at home with her kid or maybe Seth decides that he wants to be home with his kid. And Becky continues. It really, these, it, one of these contracts will be one of their last, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, I said this yesterday. I don't know how, how truthful this could be, but if Rollins wants to test free agency and go to AEW, I mean, the dream matches over there are, are, are self-explanatory. Osprey and Omega and Brian Danielson, and you, you fucking throw anybody out there against Rollins. It's a dream match. The thing with him and WWE, I mean, the thing, with, the, th- the thing with him and WWE is he's a world champion. He is one of their top priorities, but he's forever going to live in the shadow of Roman Reigns. And he's always going to be a number two. And now on Monday Night Raw, Cody came back. He was already kind of pegged down a spot, and Cody kind of came in, you know, stole his thunder right away. He had to put Cody over three times in a row, even with the torn peck in the hell in a cell. Now Punk is here on Monday Night Raw. And maybe if you start thinking about it, Rollins, even as the world champion, is he a number two? Is he a number three? Is he a number four now behind Cody and and CM Punk? Does that bother somebody like him where he wants to be a number one, but he knows he can't? Well, it's a good, it it really makes for good debate. And that's what the show is all about. And that's what, you know, these platforms are for. I love the debate. If you're asking me, just like I said about Will Ospreay, I would love to see Will in WWE. He didn't. He's already had a lot of matches that he could have in AEW that he's going to have again. He's probably going to win the world championship in London. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Who knows? I don't care. At this point, we'll see how he's booked. I would have loved to have seen Will in WWE. He didn't. I would love to see Seth Rollins in AEW. Because the matchups that we haven't had, we get to have. That's what you guys and girls don't understand or don't really put into the equation. Who did you? Why the? Why do you care where these men and women work? Because Ed, Adam Copeland went over to AEW. How many matches are we going to get to see that we didn't get to see Adam Copeland have? No, he, We're going to see him. He's a traitor, man. We're going to see him. <laughs> CM Punk now back in this crop of talent. WWE, we're going to see those dream matches. If Seth Rollins decides to go to AEW and take the money, we get to see those dream matches, quote-unquote. And I hate the term, but it is. They're matchups that everybody wants to see. And if I'm Tony Khan and I'm AEW, they know how free agency really works because those boys deal with the NFL. Man, I am throwing the book at Seth Rollins and Becky to get them both over to AEW. Do I think it happens? No, but I'd love to see the matchups. And you want to talk about going from you know, maybe 1B on both of them because a lot of people view Charlotte as 1A over there. Uh, Bianca is 1A over there for WWE. Becky immediately becomes the biggest women's draw in AEW, bar none. And Seth becomes the biggest male talent AEW has ever had. And what a coup that would be. Yeah, the, th- the thing with that is, you know, and, and I know it opens up even further discussion. Does Rollins want to be a number one in a number two or potentially be a number one in a number two? Or does he want to be with a number, a number one company and, and be comfortably a number two or number three or even a number four behind CM Punk? I mean, I, I don't th- I think that's important to him, but I think he's going to put, you know, personal life and his wife and his, and his daughter uh, above all that and, and still carve out a legacy that will probably never be matched. Uh, there's only going to be one Seth Rollins, but it, it definitely is um, not happening. Uh, I mean, I would be it's shocked. It's not happening. And, and first of all, you know, Becky, Becky is after this zero chance Becky goes to AEW because I don't know why any woman would want to would go to AEW when they can't book a fucking women's division to save their life over there. And they might have lost Mercedes for all we fucking know. So, well, I mean, the Royal Rumble will be very telling yeah. if if we don't see Mercedes by then in WWE. Um, 
and we don't see Mercedes maybe at world's end, because I think if, if Tony has Mercedes and Mercedes can go, which it seems like she's training, mm -hmm. we've seen the videos and the vignettes. If I'm Tony, I debut her at world's end. So we could put all this stuff that she's going back WWE to bed. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be, uh, the next couple of months are going to be very telling for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. AEW's got their slew of problems, but that is the news on Rollins. I don't, nobody really thinks he's going anywhere, but, uh, you got a bomb in here, by the way. Uh, let me check. I did not see. Oh, Danny rage. We got a 99 99 super chat from Danny rage. God damn. You guys always knock it out of the park. Love the show. Here's to a wonderful WrestleMania season and a great 2024 for the both of you. Thank you very much, Danny Rage. Drew and I really appreciate it. If you guys want to get in on the fun like Danny Rage, Super Chats are open. We will read through them at the end of the show. Rollins, hey, not going Danny. anywhere. I'm sorry, Joe. Yeah, Danny, thank you. Thank you for that. I always appreciate the love and support. Um, and again, thank you, Danny. Appreciate it. You guys want to... Get up in there, maybe uh, 25, maybe 30, whatever you could afford is always greatly appreciated. Danny, thank you for the support. Go ahead, Judy. Uh, like we said, Rollins not going anywhere. Becky's not going anywhere. Uh, we don't really have news on Drew McIntyre. He's a free agent. I don't really see him going anywhere either. I think he's kind of trying to, uh, you know, just creatively hit his stride. I think he will get there. I think right now he's Seamus. Seamus is, Sheamus is, is jumping ship. I absolutely see the bar getting back together. I see him and Claudio getting back together yeah. for sure. Seamus is the name to watch because yeah. Seamus could fit right into uh, the Blackpool Combat Club yeah. and they can have Danielson kind of, you know, drift away for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I think um, Seamus Shea Shea would, would totally be a guy to uh, add to that and, and remove Brian uh, as he is nearing uh, semi-retirement. And that's the other thing. Realistically, WWE fans, loyalists, they're doing anything with Seamus. They're not. No. And realistically, like, he would be better served going to AEW. I've yeah. said it a million times. Uh, you know, another talent that I would love to see in AEW, I don't know when their contracts, the Viking Raiders. Let them go over to AEW and be an ass-kicking tag team. I know they've done well by Ivar recently, but come on, enough. We got uh, some more news on CM Punk here. Apparently, Punk was at the NXT Deadline show on Saturday he night. He was in the ring with... Shawn Michaels to open the show. Uh, Drew, did you see uh, any of Deadline at all? In a Bret Hart hoodie. He In a Bret Hart hoodie, yeah. By Roots of Fight. Shout out to Roots of Fight. Thank you for the hoodie. Um, yeah, he was. And I did see the uh, opening segment with Punk and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and it, it was, was nothing more than, hey, man, how, <laughs> hey, you, hey, how, you how you doing, man? It, right at the 8 o'clock hour when Collision was on, man. Done by design. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, hey, look what we got. Fuckers. That's what it is. <laughs> They're playing chess. And AEW's playing checkers with fucking Ring right. of Honor talent on Saturday night. And that's that and Ring of Honor or um AEW was taped. Yeah. Um, and WWE was live, and WWE was just like, screw it, let's trot him out with Shawn Michaels. And it did. And it helped move a little bit of late ticket sales. So there you go. So this is coming from House of Wrestling. Uh, they say that they spoke with the WWE source who said that Michaels is allowed. Apparently, he was. Uh, he said, are you ready? And he was about to say, suck it. During this promo, Michaels awkwardly laughed. And uh, Punk asked if that was something he could uh, no longer say on television. The uh, WWE executive that Nick Hausman spoke to uh, said that uh, Michaels is allowed to say, suck it on WWE TV. But it likely uh, just did not fit that moment. So he did not go with it. Uh, backstage, Nick Hausman was told that Punk was at the venue most of the day and was described as being great around everyone. Triple H was in the building for the show, and Punk's interactions with uh, Triple H were also legit very good. Uh, those that we spoke to say House of Wrestling, close to Punk, continued to talk about how happy he is and 
that he is just looking to keep riding the wave he is currently on. Why is this a why is this a question? Uh, hi, is 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 a Shawn Michaels allowed to use the word? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> on a PLE, I mean, the other that, questions, that the other questions were great. I mean that you know, and the other statements, you know, they were great. But to sit here and be like, um, excuse me, is Shawn allowed? To use the word <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Nick Houseman after all, man. What a fucking idiot! <laughs> I'm just saying, but who cares? Like, why is that a question? What does that matter? Excuse me, is he allowed to use? Oh hell yeah, anymore. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I had a couple of runners with him at some of the scrubs, man. He's absolutely fucking mental, man, and not Who in a good cares? way. Um, like, like Drew said, uh, he's happy to be there. It's all in the eyes. He wants to help the younger talent. I mentioned Ebu from Wrestling Purist. He wants to be involved with the NXT brand moving forward uh, and maybe kind of take over for Shawn Michaels if Shawn Michaels wants to lessen his role. Don't really see that happening anytime soon. But uh, again, it all goes back to the discussion of punk wants to help the younger talent the younger talent wants to listen to punk but over in AEW, yeah man you're an old geezer fuck off i don't i don't right. i don't understand it i really don't get it hey thanks for all the ratings thanks for the merch sales yeah thanks for really helping this company out but your advice i don't really give a shit to listen to so yeah. i ain't gonna listen to it i'm and going like- through i'm throwing i'm going through real gr- glass bro fuck off i come on <laughs> yeah give me, give me a break real big mistake Cry me a river. Yeah, yeah. What a That's what Perry should have said. So fucking stupid, man. Yeah, they traded CM Punk for Jack Perry, man. Imagine that. <laughs> oh, that my God. Like it, 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 that it, seems like a win. That seems like a win. It may go down as one of the uh, worst decisions ever, but uh, listen, it's just our two opinions. Um, moving on with the rest of the news here. No more Punk news, but we do have some news on Charlotte Flair. Now, I saw this happen on Friday. It was during the commercial break with her match with Asuka and Drew. The knee knee injury that she believed uh, or they believed that she had suffered is fairly serious. Now, uh, PW Insider is reporting that although there is no official diagnosis yet, she was pulled from Saturday and Sunday's live events this past weekend. It was added that some of the company are extremely concerned that the knee injury could be fairly serious. She fell off the top rope. Her leg got caught up in the top rope. She hit pretty hard. Uh, she didn't really uh, get up any time after that during the match, and it was an audible. It had to be called. Oscar got the victory. I, I mean, listen, man, I-, I think everybody knows it's been very well documented. I'm not a big fan of Charlotte Flair. I think she's very overrated. She's great at what she does, but overrated. Um, I don't want her in a championship match, but not at this cost. And this is a terrible injury for WWE. And the only thing I could probably say here is looking at it from a positive light. It's not, it's not positive that she's injured because she's a great talent. This opens up the door for somebody else to kind of say, Hey, now it's my ball. I'm going to try and run with it while Charlotte's out getting better. And maybe I could get myself on TV and in a bigger role. There's always some sunshine when there's uh, a rainy day like this, man. Yeah, and I mean, again, you know, uh, let's just say that Mercedes hasn't signed anywhere. And let's just say, hypothetically, that Charlotte uh, Ashley is hurt. And you might want to offer, you know, Mercedes a little bit more money, you know? But my thought pattern is, and from what I've, you know, I've checked in a couple times, less is more. They haven't said anything. And normally, when somebody is hurt and seriously hurt, WWE throws it out very quickly because they have to pull advertisements. They have to pull, 
promotional material that Charlotte is a part of, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And they have it. Now I know that, you know, cards always subject to change and all that other stuff. Yeah, we know. Calm down. But what I'm telling you is the WWE will normally put something else out where it's like, she's hurt, tore ACL, MCL, you know, whatever. Going to be out six to 12 months. We wish her the best speedy recovery. They put nothing. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe what, she's okay. What would, uh, if she is injured, what does mm-hmm. WWE do at WrestleMania? for uh, the damage control storyline. I know Bianca and Charlotte are involved. I'm I'm over it. I think it should just be Bailey, get her out of the group, get Bailey into the Rumble, potentially winning the Rumble. Maybe she goes one-on-one with EO at WrestleMania. If Charlotte is not hurt, I should say, what, what does WWE do with Charlotte at WrestleMania? Do they just throw her in a fucking multi-person match for the World Championship again? What do we do with her? Um, I think we're headed to the first thing I think we're going to see is um, Rhea... And Becky, I think that's happening yeah. at WrestleMania. So that would eliminate, you know, those two just need to stay healthy. And, you know, I could see if Charlotte is hurt that we have maybe a fatal four-way or a triple threat uh, for that SmackDown Women's Championship where maybe it's um, it's all, you know, the members of Damage Control. And maybe, you know, I, I don't know, maybe maybe throw Bianca over there. I, I, I really don't know. You know, we'd have to see. And that all depends on the Rumble. Who's going to win the Women's Royal Rumble? Yeah. I, you know, I think it's going to be Becky. Uh, but you never know, right? I mean, if we get a SmackDown uh, winner for the Royal Rumble, and I mean, they could pick Raw or SmackDown, then maybe you get a clearer path. If Charlotte's not on television and Mercedes returns, Sasha Banks, you get a clearer path. But right now, I think any plans that Charlotte has for WrestleMania that WWE has, you know, are probably on hold until they get an answer. And I think they have it. Maybe she's getting a second opinion. I don't know. But I would say that Charlotte's hurt. We'll either find out really hurt, seriously hurt. We'll either find out Friday when they put out a promo, which they could do in the next, you know, 30 minutes here, uh, that we'll hear from Charlotte Flair live on Friday Night SmackDown. Then you guys should be cause for concern, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, I mean, the way that, just thinking off the top of my head, the way that I would do it, if Mercedes is back, and she doesn't win the Royal Rumble. We do Bailey and Sasha versus Asuka and Kyrie rematch from the uh, pandemic era. I think that was uh, the all four of those women actually carried the company during that era. And I thought that was uh, a tremendous thing for those four ladies to do. Do that. Bailey's got some backup. She gets her revenge over damage control. EO defends against Bianca. And like you said, I think Becky's going to win the Royal Rumble. I think we get Becky versus Rhea at WrestleMania. And then you got all your ladies situations squared away for WrestleMania. Yeah. And realistically, I mean, like, you know, there's two nights. So you can have, you know, they did it last year and they could do it this year as well. I'd have multiple women's matches on WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we have uh, the WWE Monday Night Raw uh, rumor. Uh, I don't have anything in front of me, Drew. Do you have anything on this uh, Warner Brothers Discovery rumor that Meltzer put out? I know he put out a tweet earlier. <laughs> uh, any other information on this that uh, we want to give the live audience here tonight? I can tell you that uh, Warner Media, Warner Discovery is still very much in play for the WWE Monday Night Raw media rights. And a lot of people have sat back and been like, that's impossible because they own a minority stake in AEW. I hate to tell you, but nothing's impossible. Yeah. And realistically, you know, I saw, I forget who put it out, but it was really good. Um, The old ECW promo where Paul Heyman was like, F, you know, TNN for signing WWE and giving them a hundred million dollars where now we're bankrupt and stuff like that. And obviously, you know, WWE and ECW were kind of working in and, and, but it, you know, it was a good like reminder that just because somebody has a relationship or has a minority stake, I don't think that would uh, eliminate them from contention for the media rights because realistically 
what that does is help their bottom line. And it's not a conflict of interest because realistically, no offense, they're not even in the same stratosphere right now. They're not. Yeah. So uh, I think that it's very much in play. I think FX is the, you know, the channel to watch for Monday night raw and that's owned by Disney. Um, so you could see a lot of different things, but I do believe that Warner discovery is still very much in play. Yeah. I, listen, we, we don't want it to be a situation where AEW is left out in the dust. We, we, we're not choosing WWE happen. over AEW. We're not doing that at all, but uh, I mean, this is a big story because right now, and the only reason why it's a big story right now is because AEW and their home is on TNT and TBS. What does this mean for AEW? I know Drew posed the question to me when we talked about this. Is AEW dead? No, I mean, it's not dead. I mean, it's a couple, you know, it's a couple bullet holes for sure. Like, you know, they wouldn't look the best for AEW in terms of like optics, but realistically, like, are they dead? No, because Tony's checkbook and the cons checkbook is long. And if Tony can get a good media rights package, he would probably cut his losses that AEW had this year, maybe three fourths of them. If not, they could be in the black, um, you know, or maybe even in half, whatever the case may be, as long as you could cut your loss deficit and whatever you're doing, if you're losing money, hand over fist, it's the time to do it. And, you know, Tony WWE getting signed by Warner discovery, the raw brand uh, media rights only, I think helps linear eyeballs and everything else with AEW. So, it's very catch 22. Would I like it if I was Tony Khan? No, I wouldn't, but we need to get paid. Um, so maybe Tony looks at another network. I, I don't know. I would hope not, but I don't know. And, and like Drew alluded to a couple of weeks ago, when we did talk about this, I, I don't think that this is a discussion. If CM Punk is back or not back with the WWE now that he is back. And, and like you alluded to uh, a couple of weeks ago, man, uh, I, I think you were correct when saying Warner Brothers probably did not want to let CM Punk go. Nope. I I don't think that they wanted him fired. I I think Tony Khan oh, made WWE? a decision just, for the. You just you just signed my boy Phil. Yeah. Uh, how much you want for Raw? Yeah, I will give it to you. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly that's exactly it. Plain and simple. You know, and, and that, uh, I, 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 Tony Khan. Listen, Tony Khan. I, I respect Tony Khan for doing what he did to save that locker room because of what was going on. But it was definitely more than CM Punk. It was just a lack of fucking leadership, and, and there was no structure. That there's no structure there whatsoever. It can't be all pinned on CM Punk. It can't. Now that he's gone, and now Warner's in discussion with Nick Khan and Monday Night Raw. I mean, I don't find that to be a coincidence, man. I don't. No, Fox wanted Phil CM Punk so bad on TV. On SmackDown, they were willing to pay for whatever he wanted, and Vincent, you know, company said no, but they put him on backstage. Like, WWE still at Fox. They were like, all right, whatever, throw your hands up. You want to pay this guy to come on? Come on. And then Warner Discovery wants Punk. They give him their his own show. He's ready to walk out, doesn't want to do business with these jabronis anymore, the, the elite. They give him their own show. Give him a show. Let him book. No problem. Then he ends up doing something again because of some jerk-off named Jack Perry, and here we are. And you don't think that Warner Media, Warner Discovery picked up the phone and was like, listen, how do we, what's it going to cost for Raw? Because we love Phil. And you guys got a shit ton of talent over there. How do we, we want to get this on that? We get it done. I mean, no, let's get it done. That's what they're doing. I mean, it's, I love how people now decide to be like, well, I mean, Warner Discovery is definitely a player. No shit. As soon as CM Punk showed up in Chicago, Warner Media was a fucking player. Yeah. 
has has AEW's business practices kind of left a bad taste in Warner's mouth? And maybe with a contract uh, year coming up and negotiations need to happen, maybe they kind of lost interest in AEW based on the leadership that we've seen so far. Uh, is that a possibility? I think that. Yeah, I think man. at times, let, I think it, let, it let, over- let it out, man. Let I, it out. I think Tony overplayed his hand with the Ring of Honor stuff. I think he should have taken the deal. I mean, you know, Tony's a smart businessman, good with numbers, good with everything else. But I really think that Tony should have taken the the, the Ring of Honor deal that was presented to him, supposedly that the CW was giving. I really hope that Max, um, that type of stuff happens for AEW. But it seems like I don't know if it's Tony or if it's Warner, or if they're not getting the offers they want, and it's kind of stalling, but they need to like move now because realistically, the more talent that heads over to WWE, you know, the, the rats fleeing the ship, it starts to look worse and worse and worse for AEW. Now, the punk thing is a unique situation. I understand it. One of your EVPs split. Starks is basically headed to WWE when his contract's up. Cargill went over to WWE. And, you know, vice versa. I understand some people are going to be like, well, you know, Copeland. Yeah, but did WWE, you know, they wanted Copeland, but maybe not to the extent that AEW did. So I, I'm just saying, you know, WWE, the media rights, they've been a juggernaut. They've been a, a you know, dominant, thanks to Nick Khan. I think a, I think AEW and Tony Khan need to uh, strike here and, and, and take the TV deal. And you want to know what? If it's not every penny that he wants, so be it. Take it for now. And then build your brand, build your company, continue. You're only five years old and get your next deal. What is it? What is it with this ring of honor wanting to uh, get ring of honor involved in some sort of package deal? I think everybody is in agreement that ring of honor is dead. Why is Tony Khan so hung up on the history of ring of honor? And why is he so obsessed with finding it a home when it is, you know, we mentioned the word dead. If AEW leaves Warner, are they dead? No, no. Ring of Honor is dead right now. And, and Eric Bischoff mm-hmm. actually said something very interesting. He said it was a bad decision for Tony Khan to buy Ring of Honor in the first place. And there's nothing anybody's going to do to make it interesting or important to anyone outside of the hardest of hardcore internet community fans, wrestling fans. That's it. And, 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 he, and he said, right now, Ring of Honor is a giant freaking parasite on AEW. The more focus they put on the parasite the more that Parasite is going to diminish or harm the core brand. I'm not a big fan of what Eric Bischoff has said because he's been so wishy-washy with the whole CM Punk thing. He hated Punk and AEW. Now we love CM Punk. It's a great decision for WWE. I know there's an AEW agenda there, but that's a different story right. for a different day. But I cannot disagree with him here, bro. He is 100% spot on. No, uh, I agree. You know, I agree with Bischoff's statement there. Um, I don't really know. I know that Bischoff said that Punk was not a draw and all that other stuff, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. Eric's done a lot in this business, but, I mean, the numbers don't lie. Um, But I will say that Eric's spot on with the Ring of Honor stuff. The Ring of Honor brand makes your stars that are on AEW look like glorified independent wrestlers, and they need to stop with it. The, The Ring of Honor purchase was a very smart purchase for Tony because WWE will always want the library. So with that, it was a very smart investment because there's a lot of stuff on Ring of Honor. Seth Rollins, early stuff. Styles, uh, I mean, Punk. Punk. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there, a lot that they could use. Uh, and realistically, like, Tony made a really smart investment by grabbing the AW or the uh, Ring of Honor tape library where he made a mistake, was trying to make Ring of Honor into this, like, 
viable second brand where ring of honor only needed to be developmental with one or two big people attached to it that maybe aren't getting a lot of shine on AEW TV because there's only so many hours in a year or, and there's only so many hours in a week where that's what you could have done, you know, but attaching Jericho, I knew right then and there is like, okay, they're trying to get either a streaming deal or they're trying to get a TV rights deal very quickly. Didn't happen. They tried to put ring of honor on the map. Didn't happen. Tony, it's time to punt, and it's time to just make that basically your developmental with some bigger stars attached to it. I say bigger with all due respect. I'm not talking about the likes of like Danielson and Mox. Those guys are big. We need to keep them away from Ring of Honor unless it's like a one-off like they do with NXT. And you need to get guys like Tony Nese, those type of people who are not getting – I love Tony, Long Island guy, uh, who does not get a lot of TV time on AEW. You know, you could throw some other names out there that are not getting a lot of TV time. That's what you should use Ring of Honor for. Stop trying to make this as viable second brand because it ain't working. No, it's uh, it's not even uh, it's not even a developmental brand for them at this point. I mean, Ring of Honor has has final battle coming up on Friday. I know they're doing FTR and Mark Briscoe versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley, Claudio, and, and Brian Danielson. I mean, that's not even Ring of Honor. That's AEW. It's an AEW match on Ring of Honor Final Battle on Friday night. It's not even on pay-per-view. You got to you gotta sign up to the app and watch it via the app. It's not even Ring of Honor anymore. It's basically just an extension of AEW. So, you know, the, the presence and the aura of the brand is not even what it is being perceived as by Tony Khan. Now, I didn't really listen to the audio of the Ring of Honor presser today, Drew. Was there anything that came out of there that was of any importance uh, on... World's End, AEW, anything uh, that we should know coming out of that presser today? Uh, it sounded like, you know, Tony was contemplating um, taking the championships off of Cole and MJF due to injuries, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. He really praised Athena, and she's kind of been like the workhorse, yeah. the catalyst for Ring of Honor, he being Tony Khan. Probably the they best did- women's champion in all of wrestling right now is Athena. They did, uh, you know, discuss, you know, the potential of a media rights deal. And Tony kind of just said that they've had the discussions back then with the CW, but the timing wasn't right, which I think was a mistake. But Tony doesn't ever, you know, uh, avoid questions. He answers them head on if he can. You know, uh, there were some things nobody, you know, brought up things not Ring of Honor based uh, with 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 respect to what's going on. Um but they had, you know, a lot of people did ask, you know, are we going to see a complete reset? And Tony, you know, kind of dodged that because I, that type of stuff, you don't need to like tell in a press conference or a media call, let that happen on your television and let that happen organically where Tony is um, doing that. And I think you're starting to see those steps. I mean, a reset for what? Ring of Honor, AW? No, Ring of Honor. I mean, I think Ring of Honor is losing its world championship. I think Ring of Honor is probably going to maybe have tag titles and a women's title and the six man, but that's about it. I mean, a lot of those championships are not currently being defended without the, you know, the women's world championships, the only one, I mean, I, a lot of that stuff has kind of gone by the wayside and I think that's done on purpose. Yeah. Nobody really, uh, I don't know why nobody asked him about the TV deal. You know, I I mean, I would have asked him about it. Like they did. I, they just didn't ask about AEW. It was more like, hey, are the streaming rights for Ring of Honor going to be, you know, and he said, we're exploring all options, et cetera, et cetera. The Continental Classic is another thing I would have asked him about. I know the Continental Classic right now is um, starting to heat up. We got John Moxley and Swerve Strickland on Wednesday's Dynamite. Uh, very excited to see that. They are both 3-0. and They got nine points each. I think we get our first draw of the tournament. 
with those two men tomorrow night. They go the 15 minutes. And Brian Danielson had a great match with Andrade. Brian Danielson's been having great matches no matter who he's in the ring. With Eddie Kingston's story is coming on up. He was uh, facing uh, being eliminated. He is winning, and he's uh, on the way up now. And his comeback story is going to be a great one to tell. We got Jay Lethal, who's mathematically eliminated. Mark Briscoe, who's mathematically eliminated. Uh, they're gonna you can be- stop right there. Those two guys, Lethal and yeah. Briscoe, have shined so much yeah. in this tournament. Even though they're going to lose, they're mathematically eliminated. They'll try and play spoiler, et cetera, et cetera. That's fine. Um, I, you know, I, I, I respect what they're trying to accomplish with the G1, with the American fans. No offense, but the ma- the majority of wrestling fans don't want to think. And this tournament. Uh, in my opinion, has pissed a lot of people off because it's like, why am I going to watch something that's predetermined knowing that this person is mathematically limited? It's a little different when you're watching professional sports where the outcome is not predetermined because uh, I won't use the word uh, fake because professional wrestling is not fake. But what I will say is when you try to blur that line, a lot of people are just going to be like, what the hell is the point of this? Because you know, in professional sports, a team can play spoiler. They're going to, you know, have wins and losses for draft picks and all that other stuff. This shit doesn't matter in professional wrestling. So I think it's really hard to book this type of tournament for American fans on TV. Well, I think he's done a great job with it. I, I think it's been uh, great. There's multiple stories that I'm really invested in. Another one is uh, Brody King is undefeated right now in the tournament. I can see Daniel Garcia who's not winning the tournament, being the guy in this tournament to get that big win over Brody King. Uh, there, there's mm-hmm. so much to like going on here. And one of the bigger names in the tournament, Drew, is Andrade. Apparently, yeah. there was rumors this week that Andrade may be uh, nearing a free agency period himself. Andrade's AW contract is believed to be up very soon. And this is from Dave Meltzer, who said this, and I quote, he's going back to CMLL. I'm not sure exactly what week, but probably relatively soon. It's something he wants to do. His AEW deal is coming up relatively soon unless it's extended or something because of time off for injuries or whatever. But he's not signed a new deal. But if he does go back to WWE, he knows he can't go back to Arena Mexico. Andrade and WWE, man, I said this uh, a few times on my own show. Andrade, Malachi, Keith Lee, and Buddy Matthews. I could see all ending up back in WWE. Mm, I don't know about all those names, but I could definitely see Andrade being back there, especially with his wife being over there. I know his father-in-law is currently working with AEW, but realistically, like, you know, I mean, I don't think that keeps him in AEW, he being Andrade. Um, I I think that list, there's a lot on there. I do want to say there's somebody in the chat who's saying, didn't Andrew say that uh, AEW would announce a streaming deal? It's coming. Tony talked about it. Uh, Tony talked about it again here. Uh, during the press conference or the media call, he said that, you know, he had great talks. John Alba asked a question. Shout out to John. He's doing a great job on SNY. Uh, Tony Khan told John Alba that they had great talks with Warner Brothers Discovery about expanding their partnership, and they had a great visit with Warner Brothers Media, Warner Brothers Discovery today, which is today. Um, and he also said that he values, Tony values the AEW ROH tape library being shopped together. So the streaming deal uh, for you V&V podcast, I believe it is, is coming. Uh, just because it didn't happen the second I announced it, I don't control that. I think what AEW is trying to do is announce a streaming deal maybe at the conclusion of World's End that leads into 2024. That's which, probably where they're headed. Which the rumor is they're going to go to one pay-per-view per month, 
And they're absolutely going to need a streaming deal because I know for a fact I order all of them now. I'm not ordering 12, mm -hmm. and neither are you. So it's like, oh. you know, and we, 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 when need, it gets we, need announced, nice, we need a nice home. When it gets announced, VNV, I'll be here. Yeah. Waiting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Andrade, I could see Andrade going back to WWE. I think, uh, yeah, I think pairing him back with Zelina Vega would be fucking unbelievable and get that mm. thing back together. And, uh, you know, Santos is coming on up and Dragon Lee's over there. Triple H is doing some things with the uh, Lucha Libre over there, man, that I think Andrade's going to be looking at and say, hey, you know what? I want to be over there, too. It sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I listen, I think Andrade is absolutely I think Buddy, you know, Buddy Matthews probably again, just because these guys and girls didn't really, you know, pass the Vince eye test or they weren't Vince McMahon's like cup of tea doesn't mean they're not coming back. But, you know, with all due respect to Keith Lee and everybody else like that, like I, I don't see him being back in WWE. I don't know. Uh, there is one more story I have here on uh, on the AEW side of things. Apparently. Uh, there was a story about Tony Khan and what we talked about last week. Apparently, there was criticism from some in AEW that Tony Khan didn't stop the vice president of post-production, Kevin Sullivan, from being fired. Now, uh, a little backstory here. It was last week where they fired Kevin Sullivan. He was the VP of post-production. Uh, apparently, it was a decision made by Mike Manzuri, who is the senior vice president and co-executive producer of AEW. He's basically Kevin Dunn over on the AEW side of things. Now, without telling you guys who reached out to me, there was a major name in AEW that reached out to me that said, because apparently they heard uh, uh, Drew and I talk about this last week and said that uh, this story about criticism from people on Tony Khan is complete and utter bullshit. Now, the story was that people were getting up on Tony Khan and Meltzer talked about this in the observer Sullivan had no idea it was coming and was given no real explanation as to why just that it was a Manzuri decision the report noted by uh Meltzer he continues to say that in the AEW division they didn't even know Sullivan answered to Manzuri and was said by those who worked in production that Manzuri being Sullivan's boss was never made clear people in production believe no one else will be cut although those on the team are all of Sullivan's people. The report stated that there was criticism from some that Tony Khan didn't stop this from happening, considering Sullivan's tenure. Another person said, another day, one more guy gone, said he was a great guy, worked tirelessly since the beginning, really understood the original mission statement and feeling image we were going for. Others noted that they were in shock about it. Through someone in the company reached out to me about this, they will remain anonymous. They said this story was bullshit, and they said exactly what I uttered on my show. This decision is not made unless Tony Khan signs off on it. So what is the 100%. fucking, what is the bad faith here making Tony Khan look bad? Criticism towards Tony Khan when Tony Khan gave the okay to Manzuri, if that's the case. All right, let's get rid of him. Yeah, again, when we talked about this last week, I said there's no chance in hell that Tony Khan didn't have a say or knew this was coming or didn't approve it. Like, it's just dumb to even think this. That's his company. Uh, and the other thing is, is that like, why, why are like these, these AEW like leaks or whatever else, like they just don't make any sense at times. Like why, why is this happening on the internet? This type of bullshit needs to be handled internally and that's it. You know, the whole, um, what was it the last time? Oh, Br Danielson yeah. being the, the, the committee with him. That shit should never hit the internet, you know? And this stuff, Tony Khan, a lot of people, I'm sure some people were upset that, that he was fired Sullivan. Okay. But you don't think that Tony Khan knew about it or okayed it? hell out of here.
Ridiculous. I don't know why these stories get started. No, no decision in that company is made without Tony Khan's approval. None at None. all. He's all over the place. None. So I don't know why you would they, believe anything like that. I don't even believe that like Tony wouldn't have a say in what they're eating and drinking afterwards if he was, you know, <laughs> I mean, like it's just stupid. Just yeah, dumb. really. Um, dumb. one more WWE note going back to WWE. Apparently, legal issues were uh resolved in Jay Uso's Yeats quote or a uh, little mm. uh, T-shirt thing going on there. He's now allowed to use the word Yeet. Apparently, last week it was reported that WWE had to mute Yeet chants from the crowd and blur out any past footage of Uso wearing the merchandise on his shirt with the word. WWE was reportedly unable to attain the trademark to use the slang term in a professional wrestling context as an independent wrestler by the name of Casey Scott Huffman trademarked the term for professional wrestling use back in 2021. Apparently, he let the trademark lapse, and WWE's lawyers were right on it, and Jay Uso is now allowed to use the word yeet, so yeet away. Yeet? <laughs> That's all I got on my end, man. What? Anything else you got on your run there? Let's talk about something that my uh, my man Bully Ray said. I believe it was on Busted Open Radio, maybe, or maybe it was something that he does afterwards. I don't know, but shout out to Bully Ray. Love his musical taste and was always one of my favorite performers. He said, when CM Punk says home, it doesn't come across as genuine, which I agree with. Um, but he said, uh, let's get this here. Um, he loved that CM Punk, he being uh, Bully Ray, said that CM Punk kind of showed that there were a difference and a brand loyalty between Raw and SmackDown, which really hadn't existed for a very long time. Same thing with Randy Orton. Uh, but when he said CM Punk was for WWE at home, uh, that he wasn't buying the merry and cheerful version of Punk. He said, stop, because when CM Punk says I'm home, it sounds like a crock of shit to me. You can't call someplace home that you've gone on record to say cause you mental and physical harm. So I'd much rather CM Punk talk about being back in WWE rather than home. When CM Punk says home, it doesn't come across as genuine to me. I would agree with Bully Ray, but I will say this. I think that line, I think there's two things to this. I think that line is force-fed to CM Punk on purpose because they're like, yeah, you want to do business with us? All right, you're going to call us your home, you know? Uh, and the other thing is, is that I think there could be more to this than just the whole, you know, saying the word home. I think WWE is trying to, and CM Punk might be trying to paint this picture that he's, you know, happy to be here. And then all of a sudden they flip the switch and he's, he's not. You understand uh, what I'm saying? I, I think, I think Bully, Way, Bully Ray is being worked, pal. You know, being worked, brother. Yeah. Oh, come on. Well, man. I mean, it's all, it's all in the context of WWE telling the story. The re home is a big part of the story, and home was a big part of Rollins coming out there and torching Punk for about five minutes last night. So, I mean, yeah, I don't mind. It uh, does it sound disingenuous? Sure, because of what happened ten years ago. But I think it's all for the greatest story. Yeah. Um. So we found out. I don't know if you know this, but we found out Seth Rollins' next opponent for the World Heavyweight Championship. It will happen on the day one. Not the PLE. The day one edition of Monday Night Raw, where Seth Rollins will take on Drew McIntyre for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, Drew McIntyre started to integrate CM Punk into his stuff. First of all, are you happy to see this match? New Year's Day, that's a big day for WWE. It's a big day for everyone in general. A lot of college bowl games and hockey has their winter classic. Now, WWE has their day one edition of Raw. Do you see CM Punk getting in introduced? intertwined is he gonna you know interject here into this match between seth rollins and drew mcintyre is jay Uso? this match should set up the royal rumble title defense correct 
I would uh, I would tend to say, yes, this is going to lead to another match between Rollins and McIntyre at the Royal Rumble, or it's going to lead to a multi-man match of sorts, maybe with Sami Zayn, maybe with Jey Uso. Uh, don't really know, but I do think that we get one on day one, and then we get another Rollins and McIntyre match uh, in some capacity uh, at the Royal Rumble. It's the only thing that makes sense. And I do think yeah, that could- Roman's getting AJ. I think AJ is going to be back on Friday. Roman's going to be on Friday. I think we start building towards AJ and Roman at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and the other thing, I have uh, one more, and then I have two more, actually. Um, the WWE at the Garden, Madison Square Garden, has sold over 12,000 tickets. With CM Punk being announced for this show now, J.D., mm-hmm. um, I'm starting to see some tickets being moved, but do you think that WWE will get a sellout day after Christmas at Madison Square Garden. Yes. I think they're hotter than ever. I can't see them not selling at Madison Square Garden. I know this was a struggle the last couple of years, honestly, because... Mm, television was, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, because of what was going on. There was a low interest in the product. I, I, I would be shocked if they don't sell at Madison Square Garden. I think that's going to be on uh, a lot of people's Christmas lists. You know, with Punk and Cody being there, I think that's a huge draw mm-hmm. for them. Punk can have his first match in the WWE yeah. ring in over 10 years. That's a big selling point in itself Garden. to go. It is. It is. That's why you keep him off... Having a match on television, I mean, we only got, you know, 20 more days, essentially. I mean, you could do that. 24 days, you could do that. Um, his, first that ma- 14, his, first, his first match days. his first match on TV should be the Royal Rumble, though. For sure, and yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. We're about 14 days away from that, two weeks away from that event at, at the Garden, and I think that's perfect. Yep. Uh, the other thing I want to touch on here, and then we're done, we'll get to your Super Chats, um, was MJF and John Cena were spotted at the Iron Claw debut uh, world premiere. And John Cena then took to Instagram and posted a picture of a Burberry scarf and said nothing. Um, And it seemed like John had some very encouraging words for Max. And a lot of people started to speculate. Bidding War of 2024, which AEW has very conveniently kind of dropped that that whole tag, that storyline, et cetera, et cetera. Because I think they know, just like the rest of the wrestling world knows, that they can go with that storyline, but everybody knows that that Max is re-signed. I mean, AW is not going to let their biggest straw walk out the door. But do you think John helped, you know, stoke this fire? Or is this just John being John? This is, I mean, if you look at his Instagram, I think that John loves to kind of troll the fans. You know, uh, he'll, he'll put teasers up there. He'll insinuate on Instagram. I mean, MJF was insinuating... Uh, yesterday, too, during the red carpet premiere of the Iron Claw, he was with Liv Morgan, and he said, he's, uh, he's like, I'm just here to stir the uh, the dating rumors on, on social media, but standing arm in arm with Liv Morgan because they were rumored to be together. So he, he knows what he's doing. He's having fun with it. I'm sure John's having fun with it. I wouldn't really look at it as too serious. Congratulations to Max. I mean, he's living his best fucking life, and, you know, I'm just glad to see him uh, happy and healthy there, and hopefully he is uh, not seriously injured so we don't have any time away from him on AWTV. Agreed. Totally agree. Um, I didn't watch a dynamite review because I was extremely busy last week, but um, I wanted to ask you this. Were you happy or were you pissed off that that tag match did not happen? The mask, the devil's mask man henchman taken on um, MJF and Samoa Joe, because for me, JD, if that match took place in the middle of that ring, it would have been the biggest clusterfuck of all time because I don't know how you get into that match, that ring and not have, Max and Joe trying not even offensive maneuvers, just trying to rip the mask yeah. off to see who those guys are. Well, well, so. I mean, it's it's to be to be honest with you, I was more upset. 
I, I didn't really expect the match to go on because MJF is injured and you don't want to put him in the ring, you know, weeks before World's End and then potentially re-injure him or make him feel worse. He, he needs to wrestle Samoa Joe there, so I don't even know why they would advertise someone who's injured, clearly, to wrestle in a match, number one. Number two, if AEW was never going to do the match, then why give us seven days of advertisement and advertise the match seven days out only for it not to happen? That's a very Vince thing to do, and that's that's what I was more upset about like maybe you shouldn't have done the fucking match why did you announce it if it was never going to be like you could have still got the same result and do the thing in the ring with Samoa Joe with the henchmen and and the fucking lights and the devil showing up but they mm -hmm. advertised the fucking match and then they said you know what we're not going to do it because obvious reasons the guy's fucking injured well that and again I don't like logically I, I mean again this is professional wrestling you know folks sports entertainment how do you how do you blur that line how do you blur those lines? But, you know, like, oh, we're going to have a match, but I'm not going to try and rip the dude's yeah. mask off because yeah, he's been haunting me for months. The other thing here, J.D., is that could they possibly be foreshadowing and telling you that that Max match at World's End might not take place? Maybe Max is laid out before that match and the devil replaces Max against Joe for a winner-takes-the-world championship? And, you know, because Max is not clearly taken to an ambulance, whatever. And then we get the reveal, and that person is the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Could that be where they're headed? Well, who is that? who would that be? It's got to be Adam Colden. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, like, it seems to me like MJF is seriously hurt. And if MJF is seriously hurt, you're going to take your biggest draw. Now, Samoa Joe could protect him, but AEW is not known for giving you bullshit matches. You can't really dress up a World Heavyweight Championship title match when you can't go at all. I think he'll be ready to go at World's End. I think he'll be ready to go. I don't think they don't. I don't think they go into that that show not giving us that match. I hope mm-hmm. not either. I mean, I'll be there, and I I love the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. It's my home away from home, um, and I want to see that match live and in living color. And I hope that you know MJF and Joe do have a match and a good match at that. But I mean, you never know. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get into your super chats. Thank you for a great. Tuesday night. This is episode 26 of Tuesday Night Titans. Make sure you guys follow us on X at JD from NY206 at Andrew Baydala on social media. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Hit that thumbs up. Start for a thousand likes. We got 641 likes. I'd love to see as many as we can. Get as close to a thousand as possible. And go check out all the other content on the channel. Uh, I talked about Seth Rollins yesterday afternoon, free agency, gave my thoughts on that. I did the Raw live stream last night. Go check that out. Tons of content for you to go check up on as we get into your questions via the Super Chats here. Said Suka with a 1999. AEW probably played a dangerous game letting go of Punk. Warner Brothers Discovery getting WWE is real. Raised my eye when CW got NXT as Warner Brothers Discovery still holds stake in that company as it used to be WB11. Tony needs to get off his ass and shop his show. Isn't that interesting? That's that's really smart that somebody actually brought that up. I was waiting for that. What about the CW being a Warner? Uh, yeah, a Warner, Warner Brothers uh, yeah. acquisition property. Yeah. That's a property. Yeah, I mean. I think it's owned by, I want to say, CBS and Warner Media. I want to say. So, why is that? Why is everybody not talking about that? For all the geniuses in the IWC and all these, you know, 
media personalities and everything else like that. How come that wasn't discussed? Uh, you, you know, it's, uh, it comes down to it, man. You and I, especially me, can't be right about everything or anything, really. Oh. We got we to be wrong. Oh. You know? oh. And yeah. I mean, realistically, like, I'm not going to bat a thousand. I'm going to get some things wrong. But I mean, like, <laughs> like the parallels. I mean, they already Warner Brothers Discovery is already in bed with WWE to a certain extent. Who are these guys? I don't know anything. Okay. I'm sure this guy over here, man, is not going to give you uh, news if he doesn't have uh, a sense of confidence in it. Come on now. Moretz with 18 months. Thank you, brother. No messes. Sidro, 15 months. Have Cody and Punk as the last two in the Rumble. Both eliminate each other like Brett Luger, 94. Punk chooses Seth. Cody chooses Roman. Both finish their story. Uh, I mean, everybody's going to get crazy with the fantasy bookie, man. I'm surprised we haven't seen the 94 Brett Luger spot done already. But, I mean, if there's a year to do it, it could be in 24. Yeah, and uh, Gift the Great, we did discuss it. I've discussed it numerous times. I said WWE and AEW or Warner Discovery is already in bed with WWE. And also, I said, you know, somebody said CW is mainly owned by Nexstar. Yeah, Sarah, they're the majority owner. I think it's 75%. But CBS and Warner Media owed 12.5% each. So, there you go. Uh, Sidro, thank you, brother, for 15 months. Moretz, thank you for 18 months. Godzilla, 0518-999. It's always a pleasure to see you guys every Tuesday. Godzilla, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. Miles Marable with a 499. Evening, fellas. Interested to know how would each of you book Priest's cash-in? And how do you think WWE's going to book his cash-in? Hashtag OTS for life. That's a, that's a very uh, popular question. I got that asked uh, uh, a few times Last night during my lo- my raw live stream, I don't know exactly, but I know I this I'm pretty confident in saying Priest is going to fail his cash in. It's probably going to be thanks to the Judgment Day because they're already planting the seeds that they are pissed that he's announcing he's the leader and he's failing at being a leader. And now our truth is getting involved and he's getting under everybody's skin, which is kind of creating a rift between the members of Judgment Day. And I do think, like Drew and I discussed, it's going to be Priest versus Balor at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think that match is happening at WrestleMania, yeah. Priest and Balor. And I'll also say this. I think uh, we have a world title match happening on day one on Raw. So watch out for a potential yeah. cash in there. Yeah. It's a possibility for sure. Big one. Uh, Tay-Tay with a 16 months. Guys, for the Elimination Chamber, would you see a cross-promotional match with Cody, Jay, Sammy, Drew, Logan, and LA Knight to see who faces Roman at WrestleMania 40? Uh, I believe I, think, th- I believe this was yeah. actually I'm sorry, Drew. I believe this was actually raised on Solomonster's podcast via a fan mailbag question. Uh, I don't hate that idea. I, I mean, that would be a perfect way to get Cody, who's a Raw superstar, over to SmackDown by uh, Nick Aldis, kind of inviting everybody that's been screwed by the Bloodline into the chamber to get one last chance at Roman. So I think what will happen is the winner of the Rumble will declare who, what championship, and who he's facing at WrestleMania. Uh, that way, the Elimination Chamber can be solely Raw or SmackDown, not yeah. combine a combination of both, you know, cross-promotional stuff. That's not going to happen. I think, you know, if Punk happens to win the Rumble and Seth's still the champion, he will declare, you know, CM Punk will say, I'm going after Seth's World Heavyweight Championship before we head to Elimination Chamber and vice versa. Uh, that is an interesting concept, though, for the cross-promotional. Uh, I think that would work out if they wanted to go do that. It's very different, too. Uh, Tyler with a 199. Uh, where do you think Deanna Perrazzo will end up? I think she ends up with WWE. Agreed. 
I don't think any ladies are going to go over to AEW right now. It's just, there's no, there's nothing there that's calling them to go there. And I do think that Deanna Perrazzo, I know she was very vocal about her time in WWE before they fired her, before she went to Impact and became one of the best in the world. Uh, I think right now things are changing. and I think Triple H would absolutely take her back. Joseph 100%. King with 22 months. What's up, guys? Love the show. And I just wanted to know, what is your opinion on the legacy of Kurt Cobain and Nirvana? Are they legends in rock? Oh, God. I love Kurt. I love Nirvana. Um, that was tragic. I think Kurt's a lyrical genius. Um, and I think Kurt's presence in the music industry is still felt to this day, and he's you know very much missed. I wish Kurt got the help he needed. Um, I know that there's, you know, the conspiracy theory that Courtney Love killed him and whatever else. And again, that's a theory. Um, but I think Kurt was very much depressed. And I, I feel for the man and his family. Uh, I'm going to leave that one to Drew. I'm not going to answer that question. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of Nirvana or Kurt. You don't like Nirvana? No. How, well, all right. So I'll ask, why don't you like Kurt? I'm not going uh, mean, to. I think he's got a terrible voice and I thought he was a terrible guitar player. Okay. It's, you know, it's just not, my, not, not my cup of tea. But I know uh, I know Nirvana's uh, hugely popular. So same thing with Creed and Linkin Park. Also not my cup of tea. You know, is what it is. Yeah. Listen, you know what, JD? You're entitled to your opinion. I know. You're entitled to like what you are like. You sh- are you sure? I'm not I'm not really sure nowadays. I mean, some people like vanilla, some people like chocolate, some people like strawberry. It's all what you it's your flavors, man. That's why there's 31 of them at Baskin Robbins. I know. Uh Tay Tay with a five dollar super chat. Uh, who are your final four for the Royal Rumble? I, I, th- I feel like you get this asked every qu- every year or, or every every week rather. Uh, I, I, JD, I'll answer it every week. Somebody wants to give us ten bucks, uh, whatever, however much they give. Go ahead, I'll give you four. I, go ahead. Cody, Punk, Gunther, LA Knight, Lesnar. I mean, take your. I mean, the, the thing with the Royal Rumble is, I'll say this about the Royal Rumble: they got so many top guys now, so many top baby faces. I mean, the Royal Rumble is looking wildly unpredictable, man. I love it. I'll go Cody, Punk, Gunther, and Solo Sokoa. Okay. I think Gunther's going to be there at the end. Gunther may actually come out at number one. Didn't he already do that last year? Did he? He was number one last year. Was he number two, he was. number three? I don't know. Maybe. Whatever. whatever. He, he was in there a long time. Um, Paul Van Tassel with 36 months. I've been a channel member for three years. Thank you, brother. Now, Becky Lynch and CM Punk are my choices to Royal Rumble and happy holidays to both you and your families. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Tay-Tay with a five. For the Women's Rumble, do you pick Becky or Bailey? Uh, either one. I'm going with Becky, though. Becky, for sure. Will Chisholm with a five. If people don't think Punk is a big deal, they gave him his own show on TNT. If they don't think he will get Raw a bigger deal, they are crazy. Very true. Raw's going to get a fat deal. No doubt about it. Uh, Cody with a $5 super chat. I don't want to jinx us, but do you think this could be one of the greatest builds to WrestleMania and one of the best manias ever? Crazy potential. Yeah. I think the with story uh, I think the story this year is better than last year. With Punk and Rollins? With, is that what uh, you're saying? Uh, with WrestleMania's build, like the build, the, like the match buildups is going to be better than last year. Oh, I mean, if we get Punk and Rollins, I mean, that promo yesterday... And just like the uh, the video package that WWE could put together would be wild. I mean, so yeah, absolutely. I, if they go that direction, yeah, that had very much like um, my way vibes to it. Yeah. Uh, Cody, thank you, brother. Uh, MGM balling with a 1999 to the point of Cody and Randy Roman Punk both being SmackDown feuds. 
Maybe one of those feuds moves over to Raw in the draft. I'm sure they do something like that, considering they're wrapping up with Fox, especially with Seth's back issues. Possibly. Uh, who knows? We may get a draft after WrestleMania. We don't know. Yeah, true. I love one of the comments in here, too. Nirvana is only overrated because their shirts were made into a culture or fashion trend. That part I cannot agree with more. I see so many young kids wearing Nirvana shirts, and I'm like, hey, what, you know, you like Nirvana? Uh, what's your favorite Nirvana like album? And they're like, oh, I just like the shirt's cool. And I'm like, what? I would never wear a shirt that I don't really like, or of a band especially that I don't listen to. Yeah, so it's fucking stupid. Uh, Jedi Joker with a two dollar super chat. I love to see AJ Leavers Becky Lynch. Just saying, I think AJ gets a cameo in the Royal Rumble, but after that, I don't really see much from AJ Lee. Yeah, that'd be a nice little like moment backstage between AJ and Punk for sure. Uh, Jedi Joker, thank you, brother. Heisenberg, new membership. Thank you, Heisenberg. John 10, $2 the Super Chat. Yeah, yeah, the Heisenberg. Yeah, he's got a picture love of uh, Walter White on. Yeah, Love it. That's a great show. I love that show. Uh, that Dan- Sons. That, I never, I never watched Sons of Anarchy. You have got to watch Sons of Anarchy. Great show. Uh, Heisenberg with the 279. Glad to be back with the OTS family. Thank you, brother. Danny Rage, thank you once again for the $100 Super Chat. Earlier in the stream, you are... A gentleman and a scholar, brother. Thank you so much. Tay-Tay with Hold a $5. Tay-Tay with Go a $5. Super chat. What do you think with Bianca Belair now that Charlotte could potentially miss WrestleMania because I have Bianca and Charlotte face each other at Mania? Yeah, um, that could have been a potential, but right now we, we don't really know. Maybe Bianca goes after the title. Maybe Bianca gets EO. It all depends on the Royal Rumble, like Drew said earlier. If Mercedes is back, uh, I think that changes things drastically. Yeah, I mean... You know, the whole, like, Bianca and Charlotte thing, like, yeah. I mean, I could see it because Bianca took on Becky Lynch at 38. And then yep. who, who did Becky, or who did Bianca take on at 39? Uh, was it Becky? That's it. I want to say Becky. Was Charlotte, Rhea, no, Becky, who, Bianca? Rhea beat Charlotte. And Bianca beat Asuka. Yes, 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 yes. Which was a good match. Yes. Um, yeah. Somebody said here that you don't like you don't like Bob Zombies like solo stuff. You like White Zombie better. I'm a, I like Bob Zombies uh, Hellbilly Deluxe. That's just me. Hellbilly Deluxe was the first album that I bought from Tower Records on my own. There you go. Okay. Mine was uh, two of them. One's gonna surprise a lot of people. My first one was Puff Daddy and the Family No Way Out. My second one was Corn's uh, Follow the Leader. That was a great album. I bought Hellbilly Deluxe for me, number one. I went back the next week, and I got Slipknot's debut album with the fucking all, all of them on the cover, all, all wearing the mask. My, I bought it. <laughs> my dad, my dad's like, what the, fuck, what the fuck is this shit? I go down in the basement. I put it in, and I'm rocking out, and my dad comes down. He's like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, you know how many, it was the new metal time? era, man. What do you want me to yeah. do? How many times I, uh, I'd i get one of those? My dad, I don't know what it was called, like BMG, like Music Club or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, go ahead, pick two CDs. And I'd pick them and they'd come. My dad'd be like, what the? I remember <laughs> when I got the Kid Rock album and it was this yeah. on this actual CD. My dad was like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's like, I don't know if I should let you do this anymore. But yeah, I'm a big Bob Zombie guy. I like Bob. Um, Delightful with a 199. Tony is in shambles. Cry me a river. Yeah, Tony didn't on, sound right. Tony. Tony didn't sound too uh, enthused on the uh, call today, man. He sounded a little down. No, I said that to a, uh, a 
friend of mine. I was like, he sounds like he lost his dog. What's yeah. going on? Yeah, a little rough over there. Uh, Black Wolf with a 10. Next year, I believe, the draft will be Triple H's next step, making the roster his vision. How would you fantasy book the Raw SmackDown draft plus free agency picks? See you at World's End, Brave King JD. Black Wolf, I have that's, that's a whole fucking podcast topic, man. We're not going to get yeah. into it in the Super Chat, but... Uh, Yes, I do. I do agree with you. I, I do think that with, with the draft that we saw last, it was remnants of what Vince uh, did, and Triple H needed to stay within the boundaries of what Vince did to wrap up what Vince was finishing there. Um, I do think the next draft is going to be completely Triple H, brand new story, brand new roster. NXT is going to be included. We may see even we may even see a different presentation of the draft. So uh, that's very exciting to to think about for sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. People are shocked that uh, Puffy and the Family was one of my first albums. Listen, I, I happen to have a, an extensive uh, rap collection, just so you guys know. There you go. Just saying. I mean, going back to that, uh, like I said, Hellby Deluxe, Slipknot's debut, uh, Slayer, Diabolus and Musica, uh, mm-hmm. Metallica Black Album. Uh, then I went backwards and found Injustice, Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning, Kill Em All. Um, but Black Album was my first Metallica album. Uh, after so, Sepul- Sepultura, I mean, I got into the whole thrash, Machine Head. I mean, I just vent Cannibal Corpse. I went, I went all over the place, man. Yeah, mine was like I said, it was Puffy and the Family, No Way Out. Then it was Corn. Uh, then it was Biscuits, um, yep. Significant Other, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. And then I jumped into Incubus, and then it was Dr. Dre's 2001 The Chronic, Mace's Harlem World, and I want to say the other one was I can't remember another one, but it was like that was pretty much what I was into. Corn, Incubus. Uh, Sublime. I had Slipknot's debut, Lincoln Park, um, towards the later part, but I was, I really loved, um, like the bad boy era for me, uh, growing up in New York and that type of stuff. I was all over that. Uh, Mel's Matt Chat with a 32 month membership. Thank you, Mel. Uh, hey, Jay, Drew, happy holiday season to you. You two are the, oh boy, you two are the hottest, sexiest duo out there. OMG, both of you are hot and sexy. Love you both, says Mel's Matt Chat. So it's, a go, it's a goatee, you. brother. I know. A little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper in there. I'll take uh, it. Thank you, Mel. Uh, Black Wolf Inc. $5 Super Jack. Question for Drew. Do you think AEW should copy WWE in doing a hard roster split so the scene makes sense for once too many effing belts, bruv? Uh, Black, Wolf, Black Wolf, we actually we actually talked about that last week, and I ranted on that. So did Drew. Uh, go back and watch uh, last week's episode. Absolutely all over that topic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I will say, you know... Yeah, I think I, I do want to say that I think you guys missed, you know, to go off topic because I really don't want to touch on that again. But go back and watch that punk Rollins promo. It's very Joker Batman esque. I just want to leave you with that little Easter egg. Well, I, yeah, w- with what you said before, I didn't think about it then, but you got me thinking. I'm like, oh, shit, he, he's right on that. He was wearing purple and uh, punk was wearing black, you know, mm-hmm. very yeah. Joker Batman esque. Mm-hmm. Why well, I got him here. I don't I don't see these things. Uh, Juan Lopez with a $2 super chat. Uh, I kind of want to see them pair Andrade with Charlotte. Now, that is if he goes back there, but, uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Sean Ray J with a $5 super chat. I think it's going to be Becky versus Jade at Mania. No, I don't think Jade's going to be ready by them. I don't think that, I don't see them having a two-time Rumble winner when they have only had six Rumbles. I think Bailey or Liv wins. I hear a lot of people thinking Liv Morgan's going to win the Royal Rumble. Nah. Uh, I want to give my thoughts and prayers and condolences to Jade Carter and her family. I think she just lost her mom. So thoughts are with you guys. Thoughts and prayers to Jade Cargill. I did not hear that. Uh, Black Wolf, 
$5. Here's how I would do it. AW Champ, all brands, Dynamite, the International Tag Team, Women's Belt, Collision, TNT, Trios, TBS Belt, Rampage, FTW. Too many. Too many. Yeah, that's uh, one many. thing that we can agree on, Black Wolf. There's too many titles. Too many. And Black Wolf with another five. King JD, one last thing. Your intro can't change now because nearly all of WWE's current storylines have been long-term booking. Think about it. Well, the only thing I'm going to change when I get the funds to do so is get the Dark Horse in the intro. Ooh. How is the car? I love it. It's in the garage right now. Oh, I, have, I hope that car stays in the garage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tay Tay with a five. I expect you to be doing donuts with me in the Nassau Coliseum uh -huh. parking lot. Oh, I, I, I'll allow you to sit in it when you get here. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> now we could we could uh, we could drive up uh, Main Street here where I live and go get a couple of drinks in the fucking dark horse. Uh, Tay Tay with a five dollar super chat. Do you think McIntyre and Rollins at the Rumble, or do you think a fiddle forward McIntyre, Rollins, Zayn, and Uso with Punk winning the Royal Rumble? Either way, um, we discussed this earlier in the show. Tay Tay, I could see either one of those happening, but I do think we get some sort of Rollins and McIntyre rematch coming out of day one for sure. Uh, Jacob Donnelly with a five dollar super chat. Shout out to you guys being the best duo in the wrestling podcasting space. Would you would love to see Solomon to join you as a guest one day? Uh, you know. I joke about this uh, when Jason's at the Hawk shows with me. I know he loves working by himself, uh, and I think Jason's going to keep it that way. But uh, Solid Monster is always welcome on our show. I've worked with Jason before. Uh, Jason is a class act and a uh, smart guy, and uh, I've worked with Jason before. I would love to work with him again. Jacob Donnelly with a five-dollar super chat. Shout out to you guys. Uh, I just read that one. I'm sorry. Thank you, uh, Jacob. Um, John Lamy would attend. OTS for life. Thank you, John. Uh, Phantom 67 with a 20. No message. Thank you, Phantom. Deontay Smith with a two. How does Cody get eliminated in the Royal Rumble? Bloodline? Yeah, that's I gonna think be, so. That's going to be a, a very interesting uh, part of the Royal Rumble. Or, or, here's the deal. I don't think go I got there. that in tonight, but I'm going to get it in right now. Here's the deal. What if it's Jey Uso, Cody Rhodes, and two other guys, and Jay throws Cody over? Yeah. What does Triple H got cooking, man? I don't know. There's a lot of different variables there. Love it. Uh, Tay Tay with a $5 Super Chat. Did any of you guys hear about the Puff Daddy allegations? I did not. I did not. What happened now? You know what? And I don't give a shit. Me neither. His music was dope back in the day. Steven Brewer with 10 months. No message. Thank you, Steven, for being here for 10 months. I appreciate it. Theme parks and things with Johnny. $5. Thoughts on baby metal. They are highly respected in the metal world. I've never listened to one song. There's a band called Baby Metal? Yeah. I'll okay. leave that I'll leave that to the uh, Japanese anime freakazoids out there. Because that's exactly what oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, delightful Entertainment with a 199. Bailey needs to win the Rumble for her behind. Okay. I mean, listen, call spade a spade. Bailey's got back. Yeah. Yes, she does. And Jared Howard with a $2 Super Chat. Disturb best metal band modern day. That's uh, that's a stretch, man. But uh, I, I think Disturbed is a solid band. But best? <laughs> no, man. I'm sorry. Not happening. That's it, man. That's everything we got. World's End's coming up. Drew and I, are be, we'll be at World's End. We'll be doing something. I got to look for a nice bar where we can hang out at before the show. There's a Marriott across the street. Okay. We're going to dance all night. I'll just, dance follow, I'll just follow you over there. <laughs> you got, did you catch that? No. 
Did you catch that? No. There's a Marriott across the street from the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. We'll be there. 18 to 24. Oh. No boyfriends, no husbands. We're going to dance all night and no. dance a little longer. <laughs> I'm only kidding, guys and girls. But hopefully we will be, we will be there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight. Make sure you hit that thumbs up. Follow us on social media at JD from NY206, at Andrew Bedala on X. Go check out all the other content on the channel. Jesse and I will be live tomorrow night with AEW Dynamite. Another week of the Continental Classic. Moxley and Swerve. Drew, before we get out of here, anything you want to say before I uh, hit close on the stream? Uh, no, just enjoy one another and uh, professional wrestling's escape from reality. There you go. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you back here next week for episode number 27 on Tuesday Night Titans. We'll see you guys later. Better run, better hide, cause I'm coming for you tonight. Gotta scream, gotta bleed, with the power. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.